0: Bismillah, let's start. So, day five. رَبِّ شرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسَّرْ لِي أَمْرِي al The most beautiful names of Allah. And so Allah states in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ بِهَا And to Allah belong the best names, so invoke him by them. And this is in Surah Al-Arab, verse 180. And again, there's a hadith that mentions that the Prophet said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today we're going to look at four more names. Al-Wahhab, Al-Razak, al Al fattah and al alim So let's look at Al-Wahhab first. Al-Wahhab, the bestower, the one who continuously and constantly gives gifts without expecting anything in return. The root for Al-Wahhab is Wawhafa, or WHB, and it can have three meanings to give for not compensation, to grant, or to cause something to be. So if you think about the last time that you were given a gift, what emotions did you go through? Did you feel joy, love, content from being gifted something from a person you cherish? And so, subhanAllah, we have Al-Wahhab, the bestower who constantly gives gifts us. He gifted us with Islam. He gifted us with the chance to fast another Ramadan, alhamdulillah. And He's gifted us, many of us, with the five senses, so our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth. And in the verse, there's a verse in the Quran. And remember when your Lord proclaimed, If you are grateful, I will certainly give you more. But if you are ungrateful, surely my punishment is severe. And this is verse 7 from Surah 14. And so here this verse is actually like a, this, our constant reminder that we need to be mindful of what al Wahab has bestowed upon us. For example, our eyes. Sometimes we take them for granted or misuse them by watching things that are haram or inappropriate. And so we need to reflect and be grateful for everything and use the things that Allah has bestowed upon us for things that please Allah. So even technology, we use use technology mindlessly by scrolling through social media when we should actually be using Al-Wahhab's gift to share beneficial knowledge and to learn about Islam through social media, through technology, and just using technology for good to increase knowledge for our studies and that sort of thing. And subhanAllah it's actually also a sunnah to give gifts. As the Prophet said, give presents to one another this would increase your mutual love. Through giving gifts to others, it's not only to make someone happy or increase the love you have for each other, but it's actually also a, a way to gain reward from Al-Wahhab, the greatest gift giver. And so now I'm going to read a page from um, Imam al-Fazali's book about the 99 names of Allah on Al-Wahhab. A gift is a present free from recompense and interests. If gifts with this qualification are numerous, the one giving them is called a bestower, and generous soul. But generosity and giving cannot authentically be conceived of except from God the Most High. For he is one who gives to everyone what he needs, neither for recompense nor out of interest, either now or later. But whatever bestows his gift with an eye to some interest to be realized by it sooner or later, be it appreciation, affection, or release from blame, or acquiring distinction or mention, he is neither a giver nor generous, but rather engaged in transaction and recompense. The truly generous is one from whom benefits pour forth on those who benefit from him, but not for a recompense returning to him. If you say, the one who gives freely of all that he owns purely for the sake of God the Most High, with no anticipation... Of gain now or later how is he not generous when he has no gain at all in it we would say his gain is God the Most High his acceptance as well as meeting him and reaching him our Lord and that is the happiness which man acquires by his free actions and in comparison to it every other gain is to be disdained whoever has no love but God great and glorious and seeks nothing except him and whose gain lies in delight at meeting God Most High, being near to him, and in accompanying the heavenly host who are close to his presence, he is the one who can be said to worship God, great and glorious, for the sake of God, not in the sense that he's not seeking gain, but in the sense that God, great and glorious, is himself his gain, and there is no gain beyond him. And so here Imam Ghazali is just reminding us that when we do give a gift or something, we shouldn't do it in order to get gain something in return. We should do it for the sake of Allah in the hopes that we are going to meet Allah and we are doing things simply for Allah's love. Nothing more than that, just for Allah. And so now we can move on to our second name, Ar-Razaq, the provider, the one who provides all sources of nourishment and sustenance. Ar-Razaq comes from the root raza and it can mean to receive something beneficial, to be provided with essential parts of life and so actually Rizq doesn't just entail money it can be knowledge, manners, security or even spiritual gain and so we need to be content with whatever al razak has given us because what is meant for you will reach you even if it is between two mountains and what is isn't meant for you won't reach you even if it is between your two lips. And there's also the verse, إِنَّ اللَّهَ Indeed, Allah alone is the supreme provider, Lord of all power, ever mighty. And we actually even have the example of Hajar alayhi salam, the mother of Ismail who had to run out of food in the middle of the desert, and her baby was crying because he was so hungry. And she, subhanAllah, she ran up and down Safa Marwa seven times. And Al Razak provided her with water, which we now know as Zamzam. Zem, and so Al Razak, he provided her with Zamzam because she had put her full trust in Allah. And she knew He would never neglect her. She put her full trust in Allah. Yeah? So she knew that even though her baby was hungry, even though she had run out of food, even though she was stranded in the middle of the desert, She didn't give up hope, she didn't say, I'm just going to sit here and my life is over. No, subhanAllah, she put her full trust in Allah, and Allah ar-Razaq, he provided for her with zamzam. And the Prophet actually even mentions in a hadith, Whoever among you wakes up physically healthy, feeling safe and secure within himself, with food for the day, it is as if he acquired the whole world, subhanAllah. You know, sometimes we take these things for granted, don't we? We take our physical health for granted. Sometimes we wake up sick and it's like, oh, I feel so sick. And so we take granted the, the times that we are healthy, the times that we are safe and secure, the times we have food in our house for granted. And so we shouldn't be taking these for granted because this is risk from Allah, alhamdulillah. And we should always be thankful. And we also have the example of Maryam, alayhi salam. فتقبل ان فتقبلها ربها بقبول حسن وانبتها نباتا حسنا وكفلها زكريا كلما دخل عليها زكريا المحرابة وجد عندها رزقا قال يا مريم ان لك هذا قالت هو من عند الله. عند الله هي ان الله يرزق من يشاء بغير حساب in Allah yarzuqu man yasha'u hisab. So her Lord accepted her graciously and blessed her with a pleasant upbringing, entrusting her to the care of Zakariya. Whenever Zakariya visited her in the sanctuary, he found her supplied with provisions. He exclaimed, "O oh Mary, where did this come from?" She replied, "It is from Allah." من عند الله. Surely Allah provides for whoever he wills without limit. Inna Allaha This is such a beautiful verse because it just, it reminds us that Allah will provide for us without a limit. There is no limit to how much Allah can provide for us. Whether that be money, whether that be food, safety, spiritual knowledge, whatever Allah provides us with, it is without limit. It is limitless. There is no limit to how much Allah can provide for us. And this is in Surah Al-Imran, verse 37. And now I'm going to read from the book of Imam al-Ghazali, where he talks about al-Razzaq. Al-Razzaq, the provider, is the one who created the means of sustenance, as well as those who are sustained, and who conveys the means to the creatures, as well as creating for them, the ways of enjoying them. Sustaining is of two kinds. Outward, consisting of nourishment and food, which is for the sake of what is outward, namely the body. Inwardly, it consists in things known and things revealed, and that is directed to our hearts and inmost parts. This latter is the higher of the two modes of sustenance, for its fruit is eternal life, while the fruit of this external sustenance is bodily strength for a short period of time. So subhanAllah, we have sustenance in two ways, outwardly and inwardly, so food water, security, those are outwardly things, and then we have inwardly things, which can be like our religion, our spirituality, our mind, our knowledge, and that sort of thing. So now we can move on to our fourth, uh, third name of today, which is al fattah the opener. So he is the one who opens the doors of mercy, sustenance, and ease to his believers. The root for al fattah is Fatah, F-T-H, and it can mean to open or unlock to decide and to permit so subhanallah we are actually in the month of ramadan the month of mercy where al-fattah has opened the doors of his mercy for his the doors of mercy forgiveness and sustenance and he's closed the doors of shaitan. so ramadan is the month of openings so we can open our hearts to al-fattah and we can make dua for for his mercy for his forgiveness and for his sustenance <clears throat> And there's a verse in the Qur'an, مَا يَفْتَحِ اللَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ مِنْ رَحْمَةٍ فَلَا لَهَا وَمَا يُمْسِكَ فَلَا مُرْسِلَ لَهُ مِنْ معده وَهُوَ العزيز الحكيم. Whatever mercy Allah opens up for people, none can withhold it. And whatever He withholds, none but Him can release it. For He is the Almighty, All-Wise. And this is verse 2 in Al-Fatr, 30, uh, chapter 35. And so this verse is so beautiful, okay? Whatever mercy Allah opens up for people, none, none can withhold it. And whatever he withholds, none but him can release it. So this is just proving that whatever happens to us, it is always through al fattah al fattahs decree. and we should be content and grateful for everything. It might not go our way, but whatever mercy Allah opens up for people, none can withhold it. This is a verse in the Quran. It's... It's literally Allah telling us that He is the one who can release and open up all the mercy or He can withhold it. He opens the doors whenever He pleases and He can also withhold or close the doors whenever He pleases. And subhanAllah, we also have Surah Al-Fatiha, which we always read um, during our prayers. And it's the opening chapter of the Quran. And so this is just a reminder that uh, when we recite Surah Al-Fatiha, we need to remember that. This is, it's opening the doors of mercy and forgiveness for us. And so now I'm going to read from Imam al-Ghazali's book about Al-Fattah. At times, he opens kingdoms for his prophets and removes them from the hands of his enemies, saying, Lo, we have given thee, O Muhammad, a signal victory. Literally, we open to you a signal opening. And at other times, he lifts the veils from the hearts of his holy men. Opening to them the gates to the heavenly kingdoms and the beauties of His Majesty. So He says, That which Allah opens unto mankind of mercy, none can withhold it. So, whoever has in His hands the keys to the invisible world and the keys to sustenance, it is proper that He be called an opener. And so, here Allah, uh, Imam Al Ghazali, is mentioning how. For the, his prophets, he did—he would open doors for them. And he would give them the mercy and ease, and even for the people, he would open their hearts to Islam and the Quran and to believe, Subhanallah. And so now we're on to our fourth and last name for today, which is Al-Alim, the Omniscient or the All-Knowing. Al-Alim is from the root ru- Ain Lam Mim, A L M, and it can mean to have knowledge, to gather information or to have deep knowledge of many things and to act on that knowledge. And so we have this beautiful verse from Al-An'am, وعنده مفاتيح الْغَيْبِ لا يعلمها إلا هو ويعلم ما في البر والبحر وما تسقط من ورقة إلا يعلمها ولا حبة في ظنمات الأرض ولا رطب ولا يابس إلا في كتاب مبين With him are the keys of the unseen. No one knows them except him, and he knows what is in the land and the sea, not even a leaf falls without his knowledge, nor a grain in the darkness of the earth, or anything, green or dry, but is written in a perfect record. And this is verse 59, so subhanAllah, this is just reminding us that whatever happens, Allah he already everything's written it's in the kitab and Mubeen it's written in a perfect record and not even a leaf falls without his knowledge so he is the all-knowing so we shouldn't worry about our the things that happen to us because he is the all-knowing and he is the best of the best and there's also another verse <speaking in Hebrew> من قبل أن, من قبل من قبل أن إليك وحيه وقل ربي زدني علما Exalted is Allah, the true King, do not rush to recite a revelation of the Qur'an, O Prophet, before it is properly conveyed to you, and pray, my Lord, increase me in knowledge. And so that last bit of this verse from Surah Taha 114 I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. My Lord, increase me in knowledge. And it's just such a beautiful dua to just recite after your prayer. My Lord, increase me in knowledge. And then there's also this verse from the Quran, which I'm sure many of you are also familiar with, which is, كُتْبِ عَلَيْكُمْ الْقِتَالُ وَهُوَ لَكُمْ وَعَسَى أَن وَهُوَ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Again here, Allah is Al-Aleem. وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Fighting has been made obligatory upon you believers, though you dislike it. Perhaps you dislike something which is good for you, and you like something which is bad for you. Allah knows. And you do not know. So again, this is a beautiful reminder to us that Something might happen to us and we just were like, why is this happening to me? Why? 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 I hate this. Oh, I hate my life. And all these things, these thoughts come into our mind and they're so negative and they just bring this anxiety and depression towards us and we just start hating our lives and ourselves. and It, it just ends up in a dangerous and ugly spiral. So we need to remember that. Whatever that we might dislike a thing, but it's actually good for us, and we might like us something, and it's actually bad for us. We don't know. Allah is the only one who knows. Who al Wallahu <laughs> yālamu wa We don't know. He's the only one that knows. He is the All-Knowing. And so now I'm going to read from Imam al Ghazali's book about al-'Alim. So, man's distinction is due to knowledge, inasmuch as it is one of the attributes of God, great and glorious. Yet that knowledge is more distinguished, whose objects are more distinguished. And the most distinguished I <coughs> read. <coughs> Man's distinction is due to knowledge, inasmuch as much as it is one of the attributes of God, great and glorious. Yet that knowledge is more distinguished, whose objects are more distinguished. And the most distinguished of all objects of knowledge is God the Most High. Likewise, knowing God the Most High is the most beneficial knowledge of all. While knowledge of the rest of the things is only distinguished because it is knowledge of the actions of God, great and glorious, or knowledge of the way which brings man <coughs> which brings man closer to God, great and glorious, or the thing which facilitates attaining to knowledge of God, the most high and closeness to him. All knowledge other than that cannot claim much distinction. So here Imam al is just reminding us that the most important knowledge is the one that brings us closer to Allah the most knowledgeable of all. And so I'm going to end it with a dua. Ya Allah, O oh Allah, we ask you, using your beautiful names, to accept the following dua from us. Ya Wahhab, O oh giver of all gifts, allow us to be mindful and thankful for all the gifts you have bestowed upon us. Let us use them for good and beneficial reasons, and make us from those who give gifts, not because we want something in return, but rather because it's Sunnah, and we want to please you. Al Wahhab. Ya Razak, you are the only one and only provider. Help us to always be content with the provisions you have given us and lead us towards good deeds that will increase us in risk. Ya Fattah, you are the opener of the doors that close in our face. You alone can open our hearts and minds in order to remember you and do good in this life. Ya Fattah, in this month of Ramadan, please open all your doors of mercy for us. Ya yeah, alim oh all-knowing, we merely know a fraction of what you know. So increase us in knowledge and let us benefit from this knowledge. And act upon it by doing actions that please you. Ameen. And, I and so I want to end by saying that anything beautiful and correct and right and that I have said is from Allah alone. And anything wrong or incorrect is from myself. And I ask Allah to forgive me for any mistakes that I have said and Asalaamu come speak to you tomorrow where we learn about more beautiful names of Allah inshallah